So listeners will never know, <laughs> but we are starting 45 minutes late. And we're going to tell a quick story because Justin got to go through this journey with me. Uh, I was up here doing homework at 7.30. Justin and I started recording at 8.30. Yep. I went downstairs to help my wife finish doing the dishes from dinner. Came back upstairs at the above-mentioned 8.30. 8.29, I guess. And my Wi-Fi wasn't connected. No idea why. Called Justin because my phone was having no problem connecting to the Wi-Fi. Spent the next 45 minutes trying to connect to the internet. Um, only for when I threatened my computer to use my jetpack, which is this little Verizon application I got. Uh, it just automatically connected for I don't know why. <laughs> Shits and gigs. Welcome. So we are running 45 Welcome minutes to late. PC gaming. <laughs> Justin is the most patient person ever. He helped me uh, go hacking like I was Tron, which was pretty cool. Um, but overall, Have you ever seen any of that stuff that I was telling you to do? No. I'm curious. Okay. No. By the way, that's s- how dark it actually is in this room. Oh, my right Lord. Now. Yeah, I have. You have to uh, invest in a ring light. Oh, this is fine right here. It's just. Well, as a professional, you're going to need to have it when you start streaming all the time. Yeah, because that's going to happen. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, we're running a little bit late, but this is actually a really cool episode. Um, this is our review of Nope. So kind of give you a, a rundown because I really don't want people to be afraid of spoilers because obviously this is a very, very recently released film. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll do what's new, kind of tie things up. We'll get into our review. I'm going to give background. There are no spoilers in my background. We are then going to have a no spoiler review and then a spoiler review. Yeah. Um, and I will definitely give warning before we get to that um, because I don't want, I want people to go see this movie and I don't yeah, want to be absolutely. the reason why someone wouldn't go see it. Um, so that's, that's, I guess, a little bit of a spoiler for our review to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Justin, what has been new with you, man? I mean, you uh, and I have barely talked this week, but yeah, it's because it's, we were both busy. Oh, <laughs> um, so I'm finally, I'm, I'm not done moving but uh most of, like the the big stuff is moved so like obviously what was that my phone just started talking because i had things on it sorry <laughs> no that's okay um, guys i'm ready i am literally ready to throw this fucking beast out the window <laughs> and just get an abacus and do my homework on that oh god yeah um so i i'm kind of reset up i have my computer all set up and my mixer my my fancy mixer and all all my video games and everything are here and back ready. to high tech yeah um i actually upgraded my graphics card <laughs> oh really what do you have now uh i i just i just went with a 3080 as well um okay. we had to buy my daughter a new bed and Ooh, fucking okay. beds are so goddamn expensive it's like it was like a thousand dollars jesus christ where did you go uh we got her like a fancy bed that has like storage and a little like it's like a loft oh, it's like nice. a loft bed oh cool i always want i actually i had one of those growing up and my desk was underneath of it so, so instead a of a ladder my desk instead of a and... desk it's actually like kind of shaped like a house underneath so she can just like go in there and like play with whatever like that's house or whatever amazing that's amazing <laughs> Um, but we also bought we, where we are now. There's no air conditioning. Um, so we had to buy an air conditioner. You poor son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, we had to buy an air conditioner and where we went to buy an air conditioner is <laughs> this place called Canada computers. <laughs> um, and obviously they sell computer stuff and I was like, fuck. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's, 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 I, I'm not going to buy anything crazy here. Let's just get this and go. And then, of course, they were like, well, you know, you're getting this bed from our online order, and you're getting this, 
you know, you can like just get, you can like get something else and then you can like have like 36 months, no interest to pay it off. I was like, Ooh, oh, the shit. temptations. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm getting a new graphics card while I'm here. <laughs> um, so I did that and then I had to get a new power supply too because my old power supply wasn't good enough for mm-hmm. uh, the graphics card. So yeah, I just, I just, I got a 3080 because I'd actually gotten one at the start of COVID. I remember that. But it was dead when I took it out of the box, which is yeah. uh, unfortunate. But yeah, no, this one, I mean, it seems to work fine. I haven't really had a chance to test it because my wi- my internet used to be really good. Um, I remember. Uh, it is not the case anymore. I tried downloading. I just finished downloading The Witcher 3, which I have a bunch of mods downloaded for, which is like a good like push your, push your PC kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to probably try that out tomorrow um but other than that honestly i've just been i've been fucking writing like crazy um because michelle and the kids have actually been up here a lot and i've been okay back at the old place just like going to work because it's 10 minutes around the corner from our our old place yeah um so i've basically spent my entire evenings writing and i think um i i it's funny this month i had told dread like hey i'm only gonna have time for like my four like my the my basic week, amount yeah my basic my like what i'm like obligated to do basically not obligated but you, you know like what i'm supposed yes. to do mm-hmm. just my four editorials and that's it i'm not gonna have time to do anything um i've actually written more this month than i ever have um mm. <laughs> and i there's still four or how many days left in the month is there three mm-hmm. and i still have like four five more articles that I'm going to submit before <laughs> the, the first of August. So Jesus Christ. Good I, job. I, I like to keep myself busy. So, um, yeah, I got my PS three and, uh, by the way, went on PSN on the PS three, bought fatal frame, all the fatal frames, a bunch of super fucking hard to get PS two games. Like basically the entire like spinoff of, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, there's like this uh, kind of like an action role-playing game that they have. It's got mm-hmm. some super complicated name, and I, I don't remember what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, it's going to be like my second PS2 because the games you can get, like I can buy Haunting Ground on there for $12. If I wanted yeah. a disc copy, it would be $300. If they ever get rid of the PSN for PS3, it's going to suck because there, there's, so, there's so much of a back catalog there. So they've tried to. They were going to get rid of it. I know. I remember. Last I, started, year. I, I, I yeah. downloaded all the games I had that I had purchased and put it on the hard drive. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know. I, so I did that and I got um, the Metal Gear collection that comes with like yeah. all of them. Um, and then I'm actually going to be writing some stuff about some of those games. So that'll be exciting. Fun. And it'll yeah. also kind of make it all pay for itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, other than that, I saw Nope, and uh, what else? Oh, I've been playing. I played and beat uh, Live Alive, which okay, is like I've the, seen people talk about that. I have no idea what it it's is. It's basically the new. Well, so there was this old game in the '90s that Square released, uh, but it was Japan only in the on the SNES. Mm-hmm. Basically, they put it in the Octopath uh, engine, remastered the whole game, added like a bunch of like dialogue to it remastered the music and uh it just came out last friday it is 
fucking amazing. And it's surprising cool. that a game that's almost 30 years old is still that good. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the best, like, nostalgia RPGs I've played in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta go back and finish all those pixel remasters, though. Yeah, I got to, but I don't want to because Xenoblade Chronicles comes out tomorrow, and I already know for a fact I will be playing it. So, uh, yeah, that's I think that's it for me. What about yourself, Larry? So I'll just start off. This is the third week in a row I have played no games. It happens. Control, yeah. man, it's coming. I I know. It, 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 I mean, it's downloaded and ready to go. I just haven't gotten to it. Um, I think I mentioned that I had midterms last week. I got my grade back. I got 94. I'm really happy about that because it was really hard. Um, but then I'm on week four of seven, so almost done with it all. Uh, oh, before I forget, because yeah. I was reading this yesterday, um, make sure to turn DLSS on when you play Control. It's an option okay. in the graphics because if you turn it off, even a 3090 has trouble running it fully. DLSS? Yeah, it's just a setting in your. Yeah. It'll probably be on by default. So turn it off? No, turn it on. Like, make, okay. sure, make sure it's on. Uh, because, yes, even like a 3090 will have trouble running it without that on. Basically, just like helps. All right, cool. Yeah uh tv i finished season five of true blood and i'm on to season six the show is starting to go off the rails but it's okay but most importantly last night i was i came up here to play control for a little bit before bed and i decided that i was just going to finish dragon ball super so my journey with the dragon ball franchise is over i have seen everything that has come out from that franchise to date um I posted this in the Discord and I messaged you personally. Like, I'm really grateful for you because I've been wanting to do this since I was a kid. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch it because of the violence. Um, and then it was like super hard to find. I never knew where to start. Yeah. But thanks to the internet and thanks to you and to Funimation, I was able to start from beginning to end. Um, and it was awesome. It's definitely my favorite anime that I've seen. I know my, my list is very limited, um, mm. mainly because I love Death Note. Um, but you can definitely tell they were forced to add that like second arc to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, if Dragon Ball had ended with GT, maybe it wouldn't be this high. But the fact that it ended with the Tournament of Power and the way it all went down, it was just great. Yeah, maybe um, I should go back and actually watch it because I never watched past. I never watched the Majin Buu thing. I never finished that arc, and I. I watched the, GT when it came out, and I was like, this is "So GT's horrible. not good." Majin Buu, the Majin Buu arc is very good. It's long, but it has a great payoff, and it actually feels like it has weight. And then everything in Super, all of Super is great. There's like four episodes of filler where they're like bridging between two arcs. Yeah, that's just we get an anime, um, but even that wasn't bad. There's a baseball episode with Yamcha that's really fucking funny, but it was awesome. Like I'm, I'm like kind of sad. So what's your next over. anime, and why is it Attack on Titan? Are you canceling? No, your I told you. I I told you after Dragon Ball, you need to watch Attack on Titan. I will keep my Funimation. You can watch all then four I'm seasons. Wa- well, so so I was going to try to find a way to watch Sailor Moon because that's another one I wasn't allowed to watch when I was a kid. But if you're not canceling Funimation, then tonight I will be starting Attack on Titan. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's honestly, it's like five bucks. I don't okay. really care. I'm not All right, cool. Then I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually really excited. Okay, cool. Uh, Steven and Matt want me to watch One Piece. And I told them that I would at least... is an undertaking. I know. I told them I would watch the first arc. I think uh, One Piece is actually on uh, Netflix. Uh, the, uh, according to Matt and Steven, Steven is almost done. He has like 40 episodes left. God. He started at the beginning. He's a fiend. If he's listening to us, you are a fiend. They have um, 13 seasons on Netflix. Okay, well, if you... Dude, there's like a thousand some episodes. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, if you aren't going to cancel Funimation, I will be starting Attack on Titan tonight. I'm actually really excited because I wanted to watch it, but remember you mentioned you are going to cancel it. So if you're not going to cancel it, no, I will it. be starting Attack on Titan tonight. Good. I and will someone knows finish a way watching it. To, Cool. And if someone knows a way to watch Sailor Moon in the correct order to watch it, let me know because I am oh, is curious. It, is it nowhere? Uh, I think it's on Hulu, but I, I don't know like what's all there. And I, I also don't know really anything about it. I just like know the, I know the theme and I know like, what the characters look like. But it used to be on Saturday morning cartoons when I used to go to the babysitters. Like when my parents used to work and I used to go over there. Yeah. Very early in the morning they used to have it on. So I would like my parents would drop me off like at five thirty on the way to go to work. And I would stay up to watch the one episode of Sailor Moon in the mornings. It's does Disney have Hulu? Oh, wait, what is this? Bundle Disney Hulu? Oh, Disney and Hulu. Okay, yeah, it's on Hulu there. Okay. Over here in Canada, it's on the free like Tubi thingy. Oh, it's... cool! Yeah, so I, I think I have Hulu because we had we were forced to get unlimited data by Verizon. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I actually I know I have Disney and ESPN, so I think I have it now. So I'll look into it. But that's one. Of, that's another one I've always wanted to check out. But yeah. Attack on Titan is next. I'm super excited. But mainly, I've been reading um, because I've been doing a lot of writing and schoolwork and stuff. I've been reading. So actually, I finished two books this week. I finished the Hellbound Heart. How was that? better than the movie okay i'll that's enough said i will um, go download it the, the the best thing is like christy i feel like she's more th- flushed out in the book and she's not rory's daughter so it's not her uncle interesting okay so that weirdness is kind of gone um it's also a lot less focus on the cenobites see now that's interesting and I, I i really liked it and it's short too it's really short okay um I read Man Fuck This House by Brian Aspen. Um, I saw it on, it was like recommended on Amazon. I got it because like, oh, you can only get it through Amazon. It's like Amazon published. Yeah. Uh, the title obviously is intriguing and going way back to people who remember I had Justin read Horror Store because it was about a haunted Ikea and his narrator sucked. But I'm a sucker for a good haunted house story. Yeah. Um, but the writing in this was terrible. The story was really cool and it was kind of actually unique, but the writing was bad it made stephanie myers like seem like nathaniel hawthorne like really bad writing but it's only like 200 pages oh so that's in and out yeah and then i just started last night a book called necroscope um i think the last thing author's last name is lumley um about vampires okay um and i think it's about a guy who can time travel like you like blink through time and he's trying to find like the beginning of the vampires, but I just started it, so I don't know. Yeah. And then I've also been listening to 1984. It was a free audio book on Audible that I got a while back, and I was trying to clear up my Audible backlog so I can delete the app and just use Libby from now on. 
Yeah, that's fair. Until I have more money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the last thing I want to say, I won't be in attendance because I have some friends coming in from out of town uh, this Saturday. But if if you're a patron of the Zombie Girls or whatever, make sure you go check out Justin. He will be representing Here's Johnny I will over be. there. Yes. I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> but he will be uh, carrying the banner. Yeah, I had a few plans uh, because if anybody knows me, I like to uh, present. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is just where I'm recording, man. It is just so fucking hot. I can't do like anything. I have to like focus because like originally i mean i told you that what i was gonna do yep i'd fucking die if i did that um i had another idea uh it's it's gonna be happening it'll have happened by the time like the public hears this but uh, i i did have an idea to like tim hortons and canon canadianize myself basically but it's just too fucking hot i'm just gonna sit i am honestly i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna zoom the camera in so i can only see my face and i'm just gonna take all my clothes off i don't blame you dude i know that life <laughs> so with that justin is sitting in this awful hot yeah. room oh i, I do need to add because okay. i rachel would kill me if i did not add this okay i finished uh the walls of kala the dark Ooh, tower book yes 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 uh i have not started the next book because i don't know if i liked uh wolves of kala but i've heard that that I is have a heard wolves of kala is the low point for many people that is also what I've heard. So I, I before I start again, I am going through uh, the J-Date books again before the new one comes out in October. Um, I finished John Dies at John the Dies End. John Dies at the End? Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm about 45 minutes away from the end of this book of full of spiders. spiders. And then I just yep. have... Uh, uh, what the hell did I just read? I think is what it's called. I don't See, remember. I don't think I actually read what the hell did I just read. I'm also planning on rereading it, but since it's Devin's like favorite series, yeah, I'm going to wait for her to finish and then reread them. So I, I, I am sure I have read it because I, I've, I read everything that uh, Jason uh, Peregrin, Peregrin. I'm sorry. What I don't was, it, what was he before? Uh, David Wong. David Wong. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I read, I read everything that guy puts out, like from the fancy. So yeah, the fancy suits and it's Features sequel. of violence and fancy suits. Yeah. And yeah. like I, I like those books and I'm sure I've read um what the hell did I just read? But I don't remember. I think I remember the ending. Okay. Which I remember. See, I remember finding... John dies at the end and I remember this book is full of spiders, but I don't remember anything. That's why I don't think I read it. So I the only thing I remember is something super depressing, which obviously I'm not gonna tell you here in case you haven't read it. Yeah, please in case I haven't <laughs> Uh, but I'm not sure if it happens here or at the end of Spiders. I don't remember. Okay. I will tell okay. you if it happens at the end of Spiders, though. I won't say okay. what it is, but I'll just message you. But other than that, we, uh, yeah, those are good books. Yes. Oh, dude, yes. I fucking I fuck I love those books. They're just His writing they're... files so so fun. And um, my favorite uh, audiobook reader does uh. This book is full of spiders. And what the hell did I just read? Um, fuck, sorry. I have to look it up right now. <laughs> it's okay. Gonna... Well, what you're doing that, speaking of audiobook readers, I found out. Did you ever read the series of Unfortunate Event books when you were a kid? No. Okay, so there's 13 of these books. It's by this guy under... Well, it, it's young adults, so yeah. they're, they're, they're smaller. And, like, it's by this author named Lemony Snicket. He's, like, writing about, like, yeah. these events that happened in the past. They made a TV show based on it. But I love those and, and books. And a movie. The movie. 
a movie guest right with, with Jim Carrey and the Hell TV yeah. show with uh, MPH. Um, but I found out who narrated the audiobooks. Do you know? You probably don't if you didn't if you didn't read them. No. Tim Curry. Interesting. I know. I'm gonna. Huh. I, actually, I do. I, I, I would be very interested to to listen to that. Well, the thing is too that they're really short. Yeah. So you could probably get through like a bunch of them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I signed up to get them through Libby, but dude, I Tim Curry reading me an audiobook. Fuck yeah, I anything like he could read me the Bible and I would sit down for that <laughs> journey. Yeah, like no, I agree. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, the audiobook, the narrator is uh, Nick Podell, by the okay. way. Um, he everything I've listened to, read, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Even if I don't like the material, I always enjoy his performance. Like even if it is like the shittiest book, I will get through it if it's him because he's he right, cool. puts a lot of like emotion into it, which is nice. Awesome. That's how I feel about the Harry Potter narrator too. And he's actually only ever narrated the Harry Potter books, which is great. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't found him do anything else. Okay, Justin's hot. We gotta get going. We're already an hour in, even though we haven't been recording that long. Let's talk. Nope. out of this movie Sunday morning really early. Me and Devin went yeah. and saw it like at 8.45 and I, t- I texted Justin my four emoji review, which is how we kind of do it without giving spoilers. And he's like, yeah. did you like it? And I, I didn't want to give any, anything away. And I was like, what's up? And apparently one of Justin's friends did not. Yes. Um, I guess I would just say that I disagreed with that assessment and you'll hear more as we go on. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, yes, that is that was a lot longer than I normally choose, but a, it's so good. It is so like I was sitting here like, oh fuck, I gotta find like a good song that like represents this movie to like, yeah, because that's usually what I do is I like, go through like the soundtrack, and I heard this and was like, yeah, fuck it, yep. and I was like, it I was will... trying to find a good cutoff part, and I was like, well, you can't have the intro without like having the pay, gotta have of, like the western, the western. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, so no spoilers, guys. Literally until we get to, uh, I'll make a big loud announcement, but we're, most of this review is going to be non spoiler. Yeah. So start with the background. It's a 2002 sci-fi horror film written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele. This is Jordan's third film, uh, which was previously Get Out and then Us. The film stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yoon, Brandon Perea, and Keith David. Uh, Kaluuya was also in Peele's Get Out. He was actually nominated for an Academy Award for that. And he actually won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in 2021 for his role in Judas and the Black Messiah. He has also been in Black Panther and Kick-Ass 2. Kiki Palmer held her, had her breakout role in Aquila and the Bee. She's also had roles in the TV shows Scream Queen and Scream. 
And she's also starred in the films Animal and Hustlers. Steven Yoon, to many, will probably be recognizable most as Glenn from The Walking Dead. Uh, but fun fact, he starred and executive produced the film Minari, which got him critical acclaim, and he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor. He was the first Asian American to ever receive this honor. I know Great. he was... Um... Sorry to interrupt. I know you're good, you're good. Um, he was in that Shudder movie that they pushed for a very, very long time. Um, sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking it up right no, now. No, you're good. I, I just had a... Okay. Yeah. I, I have a lot of stuff, so I was trying... Yeah, yeah, no worries. Because I have a lot about production, which okay. is cool. Because usually good. I don't get a lot, but I have a lot about production. Um, Perea was a less established actor than the rest of our cast, but he had a big role in the TV show BOA, and he was also in the TV show Doom Patrol. Keith David. <laughs> what hasn't Keith David been in? <laughs> Keith David has starred in the film The Thing, Platoon, They Live, Dead Presidents, Armageddon, There's Something About Mary, <laughs> The Pork About the Beans, Son, Requiem for a Dream, Pitch Black, Barbershop, Crash, Chronicles of Riddick, Cloud Atlas, and he was also Elroy Pachnik in the sixth season of Community. Wait, that that's it? That's all? What about uh, he was, uh, let's see, uh, Decker in the original Fallout. He's the Arbiter in the Halo series. That's he right. I is, didn't do the video games. I did the he is David the Anderson games. in the Mass Effect series. He's Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11. That's right. Um, he's Spawn. I forgot that. He is himself in Saints Row 4. <laughs> he um, is so fucking cool. Oh, dude. Oh, he is also I didn't know Chaos. He was in End of City of Final Fantasy. End of City. I think I knew that. I think yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I didn't know he was in this movie. Yeah, neither did, did I actually. No. Although as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh shit, okay. I I, yeah, I like exactly. Keith, I love Keith David. So I'm like, all right, cool. So the music for this film is from Michael Abels. He also did Get Out and Us. Okay. So if you notice the theme or similarity, that's because of that. The film was shot on a budget of $68 million, and after the first weekend, it grossed 49.1. So now we're going to get into some production stuff. Peel said, I wrote it in a time when we were a little bit worried about the future of cinema. So the first thing I knew is I wanted to create a spectacle. I wanted to create something that the audience would have to come see. Speaking to the magazine GQ, Peel stated, So much of what this world was experiencing was this overload of spectacle and kind of a low point of our addiction to spectacle. Peel added that he wrote the film Trapped Inside, so I knew I wanted to make something that was about the sky. I knew the world wanted to be outside, and at the same time, I knew we had this newfound fear from this trauma, from this time of what it meant to go outside. Are we allowed to go outside? So I slipped some of that stuff in. Peel publicly cited King Kong and Jurassic Park, movies about humanity's addiction to the spectacle, along with Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Signs, and The Wizard of Oz as influences for his writing. But later, um, this is kind of a spoiler. Yeah, just skip it then. That's fine. <sighs> you got to skip it. If, it's a, if it spoils like anything, we got to skip it. You can edit it out or we can, we can all delete it. He later identified the angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion as a principal inspiration for the film's premise in the monster of the film. No, I think that's fine. Okay. 
I, I haven't seen that, but I want to check it out now. <laughs> Either have I, so well, I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. In the film production notes, impressed by the hyper-minimalism in the biomechanical design flair of Sahakil, which is the 10th angel, he explained his decision to include a major focus on clouds in the film. The beauty of the sky is enthralling. The first movies, in a way. Every now and then you'll see a cloud that sits alone and it's too low and it gives me this vertigo and this sense of presence with a capital p i can't describe it but i knew if i could bottle that and put it into a horror movie it might change the way people look at the sky peel wrote the script with kaluuya in mind to play oj haywood so when he wrote it oj was being played by kaluuya Principal photography took place in Agu Dulce, Dulce Desert in northern L.A. County. The production received an estimated $8.5 million worth of tax credits in order to shoot the film in California. Nope was shot by cinematographer Hoyt Van Hoyt Tema using Kodak film and includes 65mm film in IMAX. I bring this up because it is the first horror film in the history of cinema to be shot in this format. Interesting, okay. Caltech professor John O. Dabari collaborated with Peel and his team on the design of that spoilers? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, have, a, I have a lot of cool notes. I'll, I will save that for later. Remember to come back to that because it's a lot about Yeah, I would stop. I wouldn't even say okay. its name or anything. That's Alright. Justin is saving everybody <laughs> from me and my fun notes. Uh, okay. So here's our North Spoiler Review. The way this works, we'll talk about it very broadly. And at the very end, we say, see it now, see it later, or skip it. Yeah. Um, I will just preempt this by saying that I think of my favorite directors in a modern sense, that Jordan Peele is way up there. Absolutely. I love the, I love the films that he makes. And I'm very jaded and biased on that. So I'll, I'll just put that out there. Um, Justin and I, this is literally our last review of the Alien season. Like, literally next week, we're reviewing everything. Like, Justin's going to talk about the games we played. I'm going to talk about the movies we play. Like, we're going to be wrapping everything up, right? Yeah. So we have done a lot of Alien. This is a unique Alien story. Full stop. Without getting too into it, I agree. I mean, I think this is... Uh, I don't know if this is getting too much into it, but yeah. I think this might be, I'll have to like actually go back and look at the list, but mentally this is like probably my top three of what we had, wa- we have watched this season. I totally agree. And like, I think one of the cool things is, especially it's just so cool that where this fell in relation to like what we're doing with this season, because it's a really good way for us and for our listeners, if you come on this journey with us, like Jordan Peele, is definitely a student uh, is a history a student a, a history student of cinema he knows what came before right yeah and you see that with here i know quentin tarantino gets a lot of credit about that but i definitely jordan peele is of the exact same vein and honestly kind of does it a little bit better because he highlights a lot of things that we don't know about the history yeah. of cinema um especially when it comes from like a black creator and it's in black history it's just very 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 interesting and this film tackles a lot of different things there are some things in here that i just was not even ready for which i kind of mentioned hold on one second you're good you're good sorry i could hear a car alarm going off i wanted to make sure it wasn't mine <laughs> no I, I heard it too i heard it too this is just a curse recording uh but basically what i just want to say is like this is a unique alien film 
with a lot to unpack. I feel like there might, like, I feel like in comparison to Get Out and Us, there's a lot less social commentary. There yeah. is still some, it's just not as present as that, which is kind of cool. And for, I, I, I think you'll probably feel similarly, but for as people who have gone through so much alien content in the last year, um, to kind of, God, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah. To kind of stop here, I think is amazing. I, for me, it's a see it now. And honestly, um, I was talking to Steven today. Um, I might make him go see it with me again. Because I... This is a film... I mentioned how it was shot in that 65mm. It deserves to be seen on the big screen. Well, if you have seen it, you'll hear about it in the spoiler review part of it. Um, if you haven't seen it, there's just a lot of really beautiful shots that you owe it to yourself to see it on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. See it now. Um, I'm not a huge pusher of like going to movie theaters because obviously everybody is. Yeah. You know, so if you want to wait, go for it. But you should see it as soon as you can. As Do you soon agree as... though that seeing it on the big screen, like there are, I think I, I understand people feel differently about it, but like it put that put the COVID stuff to the side, right? Okay this is something that is deserving to be seen. I mean, for me, like I don't really, that like okay. n- that never really affects me. Cause like I have a really nice surround system and I have a giant yeah. TV. So when I'm here, it's like, and so do I, yeah. if I watch it at home, it's like, but it's I not IMAX. I don't, yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't okay. care. Did stuff. you see it in IMAX? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I went one ticket for this movie, please. <laughs> Yeah, I like that 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 stuff. I, I it doesn't matter, you know, it's it is what it is. I Yeah. I enjoyed going to the theater and seeing it absolutely. That third act to me was just like my jaw was just open the whole time. Yes, I agree. And I'll also say this is a two and a half hour movie. I was shell shocked it was that long cuz it does not feel that long. That's interesting because I actually felt like it was longer, but not in a bad way. Okay. Like I feel like every like almost everything was explained. And yeah. and but it didn't feel like overdrawn or like drawn out. Mm-hmm. I was when I when I finished watching it and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that's that was a very good runtime. Alright, so we're both in agreement of see it now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Alright. So guys, that's our no spoiler review. We're going to head into the spoiler part. So this is your first, last, and only warning. We will be spoiling stuff going forward. Um, no 60-second summary this week. because it's a brand-new movie. I just want to talk about it, break stuff down. I can um, play the music now for people to turn away. Yeah, play the music right now. And, I'll, and I will... Uh, oh, as a, as a break? Yeah. All right, you're adjusting. Go for it. It's just the other half of that song. <laughs> yeah.
Perfect. So yeah. the bit of thing I was talking about, Justin cut out because it was a little bit too spoilery. So like I said, Caltech professor John O'Dabari collaborated with Peel and his team to design Jean Jacket, in particular the final true biblical angel form, which was inspired by the neon genesis evangelion and sea creatures such as jellyfish, octopi, and squid. To imagine a hypothetical, undiscovered, previously extinct sky predator, realistically imagining how could something like that hide in the clouds with its ability to generate electric field taken from electric eels and ghost knife fish, allowing for electric propulsion, similarly how Jean Jacket's fast flying without wings or sails. Yeah. Um, so very quick plot summary. Uh, our f- I, I want to put the Gordy stuff to the side. We'll, we'll talk about that separately. There's like two kind of stories operating. Here. Yes. Okay. So our main story with the alien we have the Haywood family. OJ sees his dad dies when all this like random metal, like keys and dimes fall from the sky and it hits him and hits his dad in the head and kills him. Um, he's trying to recover and save the family ranch and he's selling his horses to Stephen Yoon, who is running like a little sideshow attraction thing at the end of the at the end of the road. Um, his sister, who's played by Kiki Palmer, comes back with them she's they're kind of hanging out there's a little bit of tension between the two of them which nothing nothing more than like brother and sister nothing big yeah absolutely no 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 um but basically we very quickly realize there's an alien presence at the farm and it's really cool to me because both uh daniel and kiki are on the same page right like there's no bickering there's no like which is cool because usually there's like there's the skepticism they're in. They're bought in immediately, and I well, fucking loved it. Not only that, but this is obviously jumping ahead. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember the store clerk's name. You said it. I'm sorry. I don't Brandon remember. Brandon Prey is the actor's name. Yeah. Uh, even he is like, oh, there's yeah. something weird going on. Absolutely, yes. This I is love it. it. Is. I, and I love it because, like, so many times there's all that skepticism, and this time it's like, nah, cool. Like, what? Well, right, I'm in. Yeah. Um. So they're trying to record it. They're having all these issues because the ship is like hiding in clouds and putting off an electric magnetic pulse to kill it. And we come to find out that Stephen Yoon's character has known about this for months and he's been feeding the ship. Well, he tries to feed Lucky to the ship, but the ship's not having any of it. So the ship comes and eats the whole crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and a super fucked up scene. It super super fucked up. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, we just did that." Yeah, and it's it is. Well, it's not I'll, glory. I'll, I'll, no, no, God, no, not then, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the ship is all pissed off, and so uh, our three main characters are kind of hiding out. Uh, the ship comes, it's fucking with them, and it spits out. The metal stuff, which is how we realize that it's the ship that was who killed their dad, uh, but it also drenches this white house in blood. Oh, dude, and that it looks so fucking cool. In one of the coolest scenes ever. So then they reach out to this like famous cinematographer who was known for like being able to get the final shot, and he finally agrees because he heard about the massacre at the ranch, and he realized that they weren't full of shit. So he comes out there. They get the final shot because Daniel's character realized that it's a predator. If you don't look it in the eyes, you don't have to be afraid of it. And it's an animal, so you can break it. And this awesome fucking scene, dude. This, like, 
straight out of a western film and it's just beautifully shot and they're using like the wavy guys that you see at the car salesman so like be able to tell like how close the ship is and it's just amazing um so he has a final confrontation in order to allow kiki to escape our cinematographer gets the shot but he wants the the better shot so he allows himself to get eaten by the ship yep um Brandon's character wrapped himself up in barbed wire, and so he survives, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, and then finally, Kiki's escaping. She's looking down at the ground. She releases this giant blow-up guy who was advertising the sideshow thing, and she's taking pictures with this well that was foreshadowed at the beginning of the movie. This is so subtly too. Yeah, and she catches the ship eating the giant inflatable which pops inside of it and kills the ship and yeah it's, and then daniel kalua survived his encounter because he broke the beast and they didn't want anything to do with him so him and lucky survived too yeah and he's sitting there as the dust fades away and he's sitting there on his horse and it's fucking so cool uh so that's our main plot there's a subplot which is gordy oh yeah it's Steven- creepy <laughs> Yeah, Steven Yoon's character was a child actor, and he was on a TV show opposite... He created the TV show. The kid did? Yes, it was his idea. As a kid? Yes. Okay, I missed and that. And I think it'll... I think that plays into okay. why he was obsessed with trying to also own, basically... And this is why I don't want to do a six-year summary, because there's a lot here. Oh, so yeah. 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 So... Throughout the movie, we're getting these flashbacks to the past and to the present. And basically, what happened was the show got canceled because the ape, Gordy, freaked out because these balloons got too close to the light and it ended up like attacking and killing the mom and the dad in the sitcom and ripping the face off of the sister character who we see get eaten by the fucking spaceship. Like, my God, this movie. Yeah. Um, and there's a parallel, obviously, between Gordy, Jean Jacket, who is named after the horse that Kiki Palmer's character was never able to actually train, and um, Stephen Yoon's character. So that's the plot. Um, I don't know. I don't. We're already going late because of everything else, so I don't want to stick around it for too long. We have a lot to discuss. But basically, for me. I mentioned this in the non-spoiler part. Yep. The spaceship being the alien is something that I don't think I've seen. Yeah. It was like, obviously like me and Michelle are sitting beside each other and we're yeah. like every, every time there's like a quiet moment, we're like, okay, so what, you know, we're like trying to figure it out. And like the minute actually it was like 10 seconds before they said something, Michelle was like, holy fuck, the ship is the alien. It was just like fucking blew my mind. It was, and it was so cool because we like, you're waiting for the little green men and it's not and like it's a, it's like a simple ship at first right and like you yep. see the insides of it but the insides are like really basic like when yeah. the people are getting eaten and stuff which i found really interesting because the ship is so beautiful and then when it gets into that final form and it starts like that was why i was saying it deserves to be seen in the theater because that was incredible it was incredible like and it 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 felt like, like I said, the production notes, it felt biblical. It, 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 it did not feel earthly. 
And I feel like so many times, even and I love X Files, but so many times we try to humanize like what we're seeing when it comes to extraterrestrial stuff. We don't have that here. Like this is no. it def this will probably be cinematography, so I'll leave it go for now. But the other thing too, we talked about this in the summary when you are discussing, everyone buys in. The only person who doesn't is a cinematographer. And it doesn't he he doesn't believe them. He just doesn't feel it's worth their time his time. But like, yeah. it's just so cool that we skip that whole fucking disbelieving part. Cause it allows for a much more interesting story. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's this is a very, very unique movie. And yeah. I like I don't it's really hard to like try and talk about it because I it's yes, obviously I want to talk about it, but I also want fucking people to go see it. Because and that's where I'm at too. Like in its very simplest form, the plot is a brother and sister try to get a spaceship on camera. Yeah, absolutely. And like the Gordy stuff to me, and we'll get into this later too. Mm-hmm is what stuck out the most for me, which is also kind of weird because it's not like the alien stuff, but it's kind of goes into why Steven Yoon's character, when he's older, he is trying to tame the beast. Make, tame the beast again because he failed earlier. So now he's like, he sees this as his second chance, which is again why he brings his sister back, right? Yeah. To see him like... Be able to do what he failed to at. Be able to do, yeah. And it's... It just... it this whole movie interconnects with each other with itself so well. And there's like, I feel like there's not really any like missing, like anything left open. Like, yeah, you can say like, Oh, is you could interpret it. Like the shoe is something that I'm really looking forward to like breaking. Like I want to watch movie again before I break it down because this shoe standing up straight up and down. Yeah. yeah. I want to, I want to see that. I want to watch it again before I break. Cause the thing is, is like, I like watching movies twice. I haven't been able to do that yet because it's still in theaters. But this is a movie that I feel like this first time watching it, I'm going to be very honest. I just enjoyed the alien movie of it all. Yeah. Well, like, welcome I, I think to the, how I watch movies. It's just like, and, and, and I'm just here I, to have fun. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with this one. Cause it's the first time I saw it. That's why I usually watch the movies twice when we do, when we record the podcast yeah. is because it's the first time is just to watch it, to enjoy it. And the second time is to like kind of pause it and take notes and think more critically. I only saw this one time, and I'm telling you, this was a fucking blast. The plot is tight. It makes sense. No one is doing stupid shit. Everyone acts in a very realistic manner. And Well, the the people doing stupid shit are doing stupid shit for a reason, right? Like Steven Yeun's character. Like yeah, but is, it, it, and it's realistic. It like makes what he's sense. Doing make, yes, exactly. Yes. And it's just, it's great. And I just, I, did, I, I love it. I, I gave it a 10. I, I love the plot. I thought it was unique, and it was cool, and it was fast-paced, and it was awesome. I also gave it a 10 because I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and you're going to see this trend kind of continue for at least for a little while, at least for myself, I think for Justin too. Cinematography. That spaceship was the coolest fucking thing I've seen. I thought Top Gun was going to be the movie that I enjoyed seeing the most in the theater. And it was because some of those scenes with the, sh- with the the fighter jets like shoot up a side of a mountain and doing barrel rolls. It's fucking awesome. Um, That spaceship was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I I was worried because again when we get to the aliens of it all, it's always like, okay, how many times can we see the alien before alien. it ruins yeah. it? Mm-hmm. The answer here is as many fucking times as they want because that thing, every time is like, even when it's in its ship form and it's like 
coming down with a giant like gaping maw basically yeah it is it looks amazing every time like all the set pieces look amazing the yeah, house you know covered in like blood too? what's that a weather balloon yeah exactly right it's like, so fuck it's just so smart like goddamn jordan peele is a special like it's just it's such a subtle thing because obviously it's cgi you can't have this yeah. giant like jellyfish thing in the air but like and when it's especially with the spaceship form, i notice it the most you see the ripples like on the spaceship and yeah. like and it ties into like, the bigger mythology behind ufos and it's just and it, it allows you because we talk on the show about how cgi can be shitty right how it can ruin your experience the only CGI thing we have in this entire movie, I think, is the spaceship. I think so, yeah. And the way they present it as either eth- ethereal, ethereal, how do you say that word? With ethereal, its like big, yeah. ethereal, its big angelic form, or when it's in normal UFO shape, but you see like the ripples and stuff, it allows you to like accept Believe. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's goddamn, it's fucking crazy. You about the dude, house? Go ahead. The house. Is yeah, crazy. I was just gonna say if like so obviously like the ship uh, jean jacket covers the house in blood and like for the rest of the movie it's like this weird like gross stays. yeah tinge, it, like and it gets darker as the days go past yeah it and it's like it is by far it was like holy shit that's like a hell house that is just like what that is now and it it this is probably well no because i guess get it wasn't super gory either I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen Get Out in a very long time. Um, but I feel like this might be the, like, l- least gory. Because everything, like, even the Gordy stuff is all... We don't actually, like... We, the like, see it. The only real violence we see of Gordy is the... Maybe when his... Because it's all, like, behind, the right? The splatter of yes. the shot when, he gets, when Gordy gets shot. Oh, God, which fucked me up. I, I texted um, Rachel and warned her about that. Yeah, good, good call. Because um, everything else is implied, and even that you don't see, but it's like yeah, and, fist bump. Because and... I, I think the only other like act of violence we see is when like the TMZ guy is on the electric car and just fucking hits where the ship is coming and just fucking goes flying, which is hilarious. And that's what um, I wanted to put here too. Is uh, I'm gonna talk about it here. Uh, we saw trailers for this movie, right? Yeah. I saw a lot of. I didn't watch any of the other ones. Okay, but a lot of what we saw in the trailer is in the movie. Yeah, but so fucking out of context that like it didn't ruin anything. People pay attention to this. Like we saw the the guy in the motorcycle. We saw like the the squirrels. We saw like the the wavy hand guys. We saw Stephen Yu stare out. We saw so much of this, and it literally was just like totally off base what we actually saw. And it's just it's brilliant. It's brilliant. No, like, it's just so great. The, the house, though, Justin, that was so... Like, I... <sighs> there is so much in this movie that happened that is just, like, will stick with me for a very long time. All the Gordy stuff, the house stuff, the alien at the end, like... Yeah. The when chase it sucks. When, you know, Clue is running away <sighs> on the horse and it's coming after him. Goddamn. And the other thing, too, for me, is, like, I loved how it was teased in the beginning when she was looking into the well, got her picture taken on accident how she used that because she couldn't look at it right so she used that to take the picture yeah. and how it popped and it looked like a fucking weather balloon floating away it was just this is a this this is the reason why i know people feel from the covid and i totally respect people's opinions but for me like this this is what the cinema is for this is what going yeah. to the theater is about it's not about 
like just like watching like a popcorn flick that's cool and everything this was something special this was something that like to see it on that giant screen and to like just be able to suspend your disbelief and to see the house getting covered in blood and the gordy thing and the evangelion like final spaceship form people can't see but i'm stretching my arms out like an asshole uh (laughs) it's just incredible 10 just fucking 10 i i I also gave it a 10 i think this is fantastic like it's audio as just has already played the score dude that fucking that the score is amazing like it's it's so cool how it mixes like the sci-fi beat with the western and it's just dude it's amazing like the entire soundtrack (laughs) is like that like yeah I just happen to go with that one because I could only find one to download that would download properly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, I listened to the entire soundtrack. It is all that, and like there are, you, there are creepy versions of it. Basically, yeah. like it's, it's fantastic, and it, I and it's memorable. Absolutely, like I obviously do. I think it's Halloween. No, but every time I hear that, I'm gonna know where it's from. Yep, and then I think the biggest thing we usually focus on here too is the acting. Which was amazing. I have nothing. Like, like every single person they put on the screen gave it a hundred ten percent. I think that's something that's really special about Jordan Peele is that, and that's like a, a consistent thing. Whenever he gets someone to work with him, they're giving everything. Like I think about yeah. the Get Out, and I think about like some of the characters, which we need to talk about Get Out here in a little bit. Um, that he just gets everybody to commit, and like Daniel Kaluuya, like obviously him and Jordan this is the second time working together. Like, there's obviously a kind of a special connection there because he wrote this yeah. script with him in mind and he plays OJ so goddamn perfectly. Like, he is just his, like, love for the animals and is trying to make his dad proud and it's like his character. But he's also, like, kind of, like, soft spoken and, like, a little, like, introverted as well. And it's just amazing. It's just so good. so good. And Kiki Palmer is just hilarious and funny. Like, her monologue when she shows up and she talks about the horses that she tries to sell herself was so fucking funny and, like, Brandon Perea's character, like a little bit of back, like, all these characters, everyone is like flushed out. Everyone has like, sometimes you get these movies and you have these characters who like fit into a role, but you don't know their history. I, yeah. Like this one, you, you know everything about them and it's just yeah, so great. And I could not, and even Keith David, his, his role is very small. There's a little bit of flashbacks, but his role is very small in this movie. Yeah. It's perfect. It was perfect casting. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. And it, it, not only is he a great actor and it fits that role really well, but he was in the thing. It's another callback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I have nothing. I don't have anything bad. To I say gave it a 10. Because I, I also gave it a 10 because it was amazing. <laughs> so now this is the one, Justin, where I think. I think we're going to differ here. Okay. Then why don't you go first? So for me, the alien part of it all was not scary whatsoever um for me it was the gordy stuff because i've seen documentaries and stuff about you know that apes do what apes gonna do right like they will rip and tear and they're a wild animal yeah they're a wild animal and the whole scene of like obviously we know steven yoon is gonna be fine because he's he's clearly there like 20 years later or whatever um but watching his character have to like basically sit there and try not to do anything while 
he has to watch his like on-screen mom die and then it attacks his sister and then it attacks the dad as he's trying to escape and then like right before Gordy gets shot they do like the little fist bump that was also kind of foreshadowed or yeah. pre post post shadowed I'm not sure how that works yeah because we see it in current time but then we see it again yep um that is what was scary to me because that part is like very very real and has happened to multiple multiple people that's what Devin said uh, and it is just like it is brutal and you you honestly can't really tell what is going on in Cordy's head because he's bashing the mom a second for a second and then just kind of like sits down and like chills plays with her foot for a minute and then she starts screaming again, and he just starts fucking beating she her. She doesn't again. even scream; she tries to move. Right, right. And then he's just like chilling, licking his hand because it's covered in blood, and, and just the like dad comes out. And... Yeah, it's that is the scary part to me. The the I think the alien. There are certain points where holy shit, that's freaky or creepy, like when it's like pouring the blood all out. It, but see, that wasn't it's hard because that isn't really scary to me. That's just like, that fucking looks cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, so I was kind of on the fence about how I felt, uh, for this scary wise. I'm in total agreement with you. I think if the Gordy stuff wasn't in here, the score would probably be really low. Yeah. Um, but I want to, since you did a really good job covering the Gordy stuff and why it was scary. And I do agree with you. I want to give a little bit of a case for why I think some of the UFO stuff was scary. Okay. I want to start off with before we realize the ship is a living entity. When like the power kind of flickers in and out before they even get the cameras and everything, but that very first night, that's scary to me. Like that, especially when they're out there remotely in that valley. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty spooky. And the scariest thing I think when it comes to the aliens is actually what ended up, as we found out, to not be real. It's when Steven Yoon's kids are dressed like aliens and they're in the that barn is... fucking with them. Oh, dude, that was fucking terrifying. I that is I completely forgot about that part. I was like, holy fuck, like what is this? Like that is up there with some of the scariest like scenes we've seen like on this podcast, I think. Like when it's like sitting there and like it just emerges from the shadows and like it's peeking its head around the corner and like it shows that Jordan Peele is because he did this in Us, we talked about, and he didn't get out. So, like, we know he is capable of creating that tense scene. Yeah. And so, even though I, th- I feel like the alien stuff, especially with that soundtrack, is definitely a lot more like epic. Like he called it the spectacle. It was it was definitely more of a spectacle. It was definitely more of like. Daniel Kalu was never afraid of the of the spaceship. He recognized it as a wild animal. And yeah. I think that since his character is driving the plot along and we're with him, when he's not scared, we're not scared. I think that's why the Gordy stuff is so terrifying because he's not a part of it. We don't have his like calm resilience there. That's actually a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And when he is scared, when he's in the barn and the aliens are kind of popping up, right, we're scared with him because he, he's kind of off kilter. But like he's never worried about the aliens. He's like, it's a wild animal. I can break him. And so I think that's also a testament to the acting performance too. But I do, like, I just, 
I don't know. I think it's just really cool. I like the way like the square thing was definitely stuck with my head. And I like the way it was like an angel, you know, like, I, I think that's cool because like we have these like, I'm sure people have on the listeners of the podcast have like Googled what the Bible says an angel looks like. And it's fucking terrifying. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, that, that final form when it's just sitting there like a fucking Pokemon in the sky or, you know, what, you know, what I mean? yeah, it's just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. And there is also something I'm not sure how you feel about it, but for me, the simplicity of what it looked like when those people were getting consumed, just like a red plastic bag, like as they were getting pushed up into the square, there was something about that. Like how simple that looked in comparison to like everything else that was like super like crisp. Yeah. That really unsettled me. Yeah. I don't know if it like unsettled me. I was just like, for me, it was like, oh, they're getting pushed up, but they're also like getting pushed in. Like it was like a sense of claustrophobia to it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. I it can was, see it was it more just, it was so like low res. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, so well, like it's because every- we, we couldn't like, it's almost like, we couldn't make sense of what was actually yeah. happening there. Yes. And yeah, I don't know, but yeah, the Gordy stuff was absolutely terrifying and that's what I gave it my case for it. So I do think this is easily the weakest section. Yes. But I gave it a seven and a half. The Gordy stuff was terrifying. And I do think that the scene in the barn is one of the, the spookiest scenes we have seen. I gave it a seven uh, sure. because I, I agree. I mean, I, I had originally given it a six, but then you reminded me of the alien thing. So I, I, I mean, I gave it a full point for that because yeah, man, I agree. If it wasn't for the Gordy stuff, this would be a lot lower. I, for me, the Gordy stuff was a full five points. Yeah. I will lie. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, I need, I need to watch this again and we're going to talk about some things. Um, This might be my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Oh, I agree. I don't think it's I don't the even scariest see it again, one. Think. I, we're, again, we're going to get out here in a second. So to review the scores, for plot, cinematography, and audio, it got perfect scores. For how scary, I gave it a 7.5. You gave it a 7. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 93. So it doesn't knock anything out. Really? Nope. Oh, maybe I should undo that. Whoopsies. And inserted it at the wrong spot. It knocks nothing out, but it, because it ties with some things in our top 10. Okay. Let's hear it. Actually, is now technically the top 11, but that's fine. Yeah, whatever. So, our top 10. Number one is The Thing. Number two is Gerald's Game. Number three is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Number four is 28 Days Later. Number. Tied number four, I guess. 20 Days Later, Attack the Block, and Gremlins. Tied in seventh, we have four things. Dead Space 2, Scream, Shaun of the Dead, and Nope with 93s. And rounding out the bottom of the 10, which is actually 11th now, is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, I am. I'm happy with that list. I'm. I'm glad that Nope is up there because I think it is a very special movie. So now I want to talk about two things before we move on to the closing. Okay. We gave us an 85. We actually okay. had our patron yep. Kyle on for that review. Do you know what we gave Get Out without looking? I don't even. I don't remember watching Get Out for the podcast. 
good job because we haven't. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to propose to you during our little break in the mini in the in between the seasons to get it in there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I think it wouldn't be hard. No. Like we could say we would all Jordan. I mean, I think that he's one of the best horror directors out there right Ghosts. now. Ghosts. No, I agree. Be able to say we have this whole filmography Monsters. on there. Good to do. Sociopathic so, things. I will schedule it in there. Cold so that's all we have for this review. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So I'm happy for a couple things. I'm happy that you were in agreement that we should do Nope and get, uh, well, Nope for sure. I know you're busy. Doing <laughs> I would fucking hope it. so. Uh, but I'm also happy that you agreed to do Get Out. I think it's going to be cool to get all of Jordan Peele's stuff in there. Yeah. Funnily enough, I was looking at our schedule. We keep it all there for when we do our review and stuff uh, at the end. We started Aliens last July. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ. okay i have one request what's up uh next season i mean let me let me look at it right now well uh, remember i have to add one two three four five six seven eight things to it so 29 Let's not have next season go a year. <laughs> the big reason why this did is we did the scream stuff. I got yeah. COVID. You uh, had your the health stuff with your family. Yeah, there were there were things that slowed things down. God. But next week, guys, make sure you Jesus tune in because we're going to be reviewing the season. We're we'll going through everything we've discussed since last July. Justin will be covering the games. I'll be covering the movies. We'll have the master list from the aliens, what, what ranked the most, what ranked the least. We'll have it all together. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. And yeah. we'll wrap it up. Then we're going to have a little bit of a break. We're going to have two movie reviews and a game review. We're doing Ex Machina and Get Out. And then we'll be doing the game Control. And then we'll get into the new season. Justin will have the teaser um, in a month. Could we have? So the yeah, but basically um, at the end of Control. Yeah, I exactly. Think, right? Yes. Yeah. Or uh, depending on how fast I get Control beat, we might do Control before Get Out. I'm going to start it. So I think I'm, I'm a gamer like you. I just don't do it as often. But I know when I sit down, I'll probably get into it. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Uh, so that's all we I have. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, for patrons. Make sure you stick around for the fireside chat. We are going to be discussing not only the campfire question, but I have all the selections that you guys made to review those. And that's all I got. Just any last thoughts? No, it's fucking hot. <laughs> yep, I'm tr- trying to push along, guys. 
Thanks for hanging out with us. And until next week, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.